everyone. So we're just days away from the Kickstarter launch of my upcoming comic, A Debt to the Ceaseless Reaper. And while I've put out a few posts um, and podcasts and videos on it, um, I've received some requests for a little bit more information on what exactly it is. So here goes. So how I came to writing a Western is actually an interesting story in itself. To begin, I never had the intent to write a Western. Uh, while I'm a fan of Westerns, of, of any of the stories that I've had or, or written or work, worked on in the past, uh, Westerns were not at top of mind. So my whole entryway into comics started with a discussion with a friend. We were talking about what story we might tell if we had the opportunity to write a Batman story. And I actually thought a lot about it and eventually came up with a story that I liked so much that I decided I didn't need Batman at all. I could create my own character and world out of whole cloth. And, and I did. And it got to the point where I was like, you know, I, I, could, I could do this. I, I want to make this comic. But there was one problem. I had no idea how to write a comic. So the first order of business for me was to figure out how do you go about writing a comic book? And I went about figuring that out. You know, comic book scripts are completely different from writing prose or even writing a screenplay. And so I had to learn that. And so I read several books, watched a bunch of videos, read a bunch of scripts um, to the point where I felt like, OK, I could I can try my hand at this. I could try writing a, a comic script. But while my kind of not Batman superhero story was the ultimate goal, as a novice writer, I decided the best thing to do would be to just get a few scripts under my belt and write and develop my skills before actually taking on a story that I really wanted to write. And so I started doing that. I, I would look for writing prompts. Things would pop into my head. And so I just wrote several different stories that ranged in, in style. They ranged in length. But, you know, sci-fi, crime, medieval, comedy, just whatever I could. Part of it was just to write and part was also just to learn about different genres and how to write for different genres. And as fate would have it, one of those turned out to be a Western. I found an artist who was also new, and they were looking to collaborate. And specifically, they wanted a Western. And so I thought, okay, cool, let, let's do that. You know, while, again, I enjoy Westerns, I, I never had a particular interest in writing it. But I thought it was a good challenge for me because I'd have to figure out, okay, what makes a Western? And then how do I make it my own? And I'll get a little bit to that later when I talk more about what the story actually is. So anyway, after I had several scripts under my belt, including this Western, I took them to a pair of editors just to get feedback, find out you know, what I'm doing well, what I'm not doing well, what I could work on, uh, how, how to make sure that I'm writing, you know, work, writing comic scripts properly. And when I got my feedback, and there was a lot of, a lot of great feedback and things that I needed to you know, develop and work on, the one thing that both agreed on was that the Western script was really good and that it was something that I should continue to work on and develop. So I was on a flight back home with my wife, and that kind of cemented for me that I really needed to work on this script. And basically it was that I, I showed her the script, and she couldn't put it down. And look, my, you know, my wife is, a, is the sweetest person in the world and, and is going to you know, love anything that, that I do, but I could tell that she was genuinely engaged with the story and really liked it and, and had interesting questions about it and comments and so that for me was like okay th this is working because she's not a western fan she's not a particularly big comic book fan and this was something that she was really interested in so for me it was like okay i'm gonna put the superhero story on the back burner for a while to really focus on on building out this western 
So at that point, I have a first draft of the script. And so the next step was to find an artist, uh, because as I mentioned, I had an artist. But at the end of the day, it was a newish artist. And for me at this point, if I'm going to actually make this story into something and, and turn it into a comic, I needed to find a professional and, and somebody who whose skills were a little bit more up to what I, I wanted for this. And um, for me, you know, while it, for me, I didn't feel bad about ending the collaboration because, A, I don't think that person had their heart into it. And also, fortunately for me, while I had the prompt of writing a Western and the prompt of, of a bounty hunter, that was it. So there was no other input from the artist as far as what the story would be. It was just a prompt of Western bounty hunter and then everything else, you know, came from me. So I wasn't uh, I, I didn't feel bad about not following through on that col- collaboration because there really wasn't much there. We didn't even get to the point where there was much concept art or anything. So I was fine with doing that. And then I just went about finding my own artist um, and colorist and everything else that you can find out more about that whole process if you listen to some of the Creating the Comic episodes where I talk about the whole process of, of building out your comic. So I guess let's get to the story. So to begin, I had to start with what makes a Western work? And it's kind of a loaded question, but I wanted to be able to include themes and iconography that would be expected and that would be familiar. So in this, you know, we have the noble lawmen, you know, we have duels. And in fact, for me, when I was thinking about writing a Western, I had the image in mind that my very first panel, the very first page was going to be, you know, a full page shot of a duel of, you know, low angle where you see, you know, the, the a, a hand hovering over a gun and then in the distance, the, the other person. And that was it. It was like, that's what I'm starting with. And um, then I actually built the story all based on that one um, duel. <laughs> Uh, but there's you know stunning vistas, there's saloons, all the things that you would expect from a Western. I think that was really important to me. It's like, I want the familiarity, I want the tropes, um, especially early on. And I also wanted to explore th- Western themes. You've got justice, like morality, revenge, shifting allegiances, and just the idea of having a f- one foot in the old world and a foot in the new. And so the goal for me was, I'm going to base the story in something very familiar and that feels like a Western before then turning it on its head and and really making it my own. So at some point, this story does become something darker, almost horror-like, both visually and thematically, as I'm kind of taking the preconceived notions and allegiances that have been developed early on, and then, again, turning them on their head. Now, for me, as someone who is a fan of Westerns, uh, to me, an unexplored and underrepresented aspect of them is really the time that they take place. Right? In, in most Westerns, you know, it's America that's either in the middle of slavery, during the Civil War, or immediately post-Civil War. And it's, a world, and it's also a world where an entire population of people are being systematically eradicated um, or displaced. And yet many Westerns just kind of they gloss over that. You know, that, that it, it, it doesn't play a, a, a major part in the story. You know, generally, you know, they're about a heroic white guy, uh, for lack of a better term. And sometimes they're straight up hero, sometimes they're an anti-hero. But the conditions of the world that they exist in, for me, are often missing. And again, I'm a fan of the genre, but I just find that it's not there. So it was also important for me to make sure that it was ever present in this world. And not that this story in any way is heavy handed, because it's not. It's not finger pointing. It's not self-righteous. Um, it, it, 
it, it's not meant to be that. You know, it's still just a, a fun, you know, kind of dumb Western with a bunch of violence. So, you know, I'm not trying to make it, you know, send a social message necessarily with this, but I also did not want to ignore the conditions of the world. Um, and that it's something that, that as I continue with this story and with this miniseries that I will... You, I will touch on and, and reach to, again, without being heavy-handed or, again, trying to finger point. So what did I do? <laughs> I made my protagonist the heroic white guy. Or did I? I get, You'll have to read the story to figure that part out. But the main character in the story is Sheriff Arthur Dunn, who is a reformed criminal who has admittedly done bad things in his life. And he's somebody who's gripped by fear and regret for a life of sin. And, and his biggest regret is that he allowed his brother Raymond to fall into that same life. And when the story begins, that duel that I'm talking about is between Arthur Dunn and his brother Raymond, who also goes by ambush and who is a bad man. And so as the story develops, we have the ceaseless reaper, who is the masked bounty hunter that you see on the cover of the comic and, and in a lot of promotional materials for this. And he takes something from Arthur that is of great value. And so much of the story is Arthur giving chase to the Cecil Sweeper into what he would feel like is almost literally the gates of hell for him. And Arthur then has to face his past and and has to confront the Reaper. And for me, the story, a lot of the story is centered around, you know, the sins of your past. And can you be forgiven for the sins of your past? And can you ever outrun the consequences to your actions? And so the, you know, so for me, a lot of this story is about, again, you know, taking the Western and then and then really putting a mirror to itself. And I won't give up too much of the story. For me, it's not about big, you know, there there are twists and turns in it, uh, but nothing major. And if you figure out the twist, it's not a big deal. It doesn't ruin the story. I think, again, this is it's a solid story. But more than that, fortunately for me, is the art. Uh, the artwork is fantastic. I was really lucky with the artist that I found for this, as well as the colorist. And it's just beautiful. It's come together really well. So, you know, for me, I think I really was able to make something that I feel like is a true Western while also making it my own. And the larger thing for me is going to be that this is part of a larger, a four-part miniseries. Each story is self-contained. So each story is going to be its own thing. So with this, you're getting a beginning, middle, and end. It's a story. If you never read another story in this series, you will not lose anything because of that. Um, although I hope you, you want to after reading this. Uh, and the same thing with every story in this, it will be its own story. For me, kind of taking on different Western tropes. So this one is more of a revenge tale. The second story is more of a siege. The third story is a lone wolf and the cub type of story. And then the fourth one is kind of Moses leading leading his men to the promised land. So for me, each one kind of has its own, takes its own, its own take on an aspect of the genre that we've seen before. And then again, I try to make it my own thing uh, for what it's worth. So again, with the Kickstarter campaign, if you've never done Kickstarter before, uh, I have a bunch of fun rewards. So in addition to the comic itself, there's a ton of really cool stuff. So I definitely recommend looking it up. Um, we've got action figures, um, the statue, uh, prints. Uh, there's a really cool one where you get to be a character in the next book. Uh, that's the, the most expensive one. And that one, I think there's only two that we're offering. Um, but there's several really fun, really cool rewards. There's a bunch of great stretch goals, um, soundtrack, uh, motion comic. We're really, we're really trying to offer a lot 
with the campaign. So if you use Kickstarter, there's stuff to be excited about. If you haven't used Kickstarter, um, there's still stuff to be excited about because I, I love that an aspect of Kickstarter is that you you get access potentially to all these cool rewards based on a property that, that you're interested in. So link to all this is in the description. You're going to find the link to the Kickstarter. The launch is going to be October 3rd at 9.30 a.m. So depending on when you listen to this, it may already have launched. Um, if you haven't, it, if this is before October 3rd when you're listening, uh, follow the link. It'll connect you to the pre-launch page. Uh, if you follow that, you'll be notified immediately as soon as the campaign launches. We're offering an early bird special so you can get the uh, discounted rate on the comic if you if you do it on day one, uh, which I'm definitely encouraging people to do with Kickstarter. Day one is always really important. And so uh, your support will help a lot if you choose to do so. Uh, do it earlier than later. And uh, if you haven't used Kickstarter before, the other thing is it's all or nothing. So if the, you don't get charged until the campaign is completely finished. And if it doesn't hit the goal, you don't get charged. Uh, so that's one of those things uh, that if we don't hit our goal, you won't get charged. And if we do, uh, we're good to go. But the good thing with the comic is it's fully done. Almost all the rewards are completely finished as well. I think there's a couple of things that are just waiting on waiting on the design uh, for a couple of 3D printed uh, items. But otherwise, the, the comic art is all finished. Um, we're really ready to go. So as soon as the campaign's done, I can get to printing and and you know we hope to have everything in people's hands early, very early in 2024, um, at, you know as early as possible. Because now it's just a matter of finishing the campaign. I don't have to pay artists to finish any work. So I'm super excited. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this and following me through this journey. I'm really excited about this. And again, if this is successful, we've got a lot of stuff in the works. Um, between finishing up this series, actually maybe getting to my superhero series, and we even have something uh, based on, uh, or I don't know if it's based on the Jim Wits, but it is Jim Witsian um, in, in in design. So uh, something I'm really excited about, uh, so, and that I'm working with. If you listen to us, uh, listen to me, um, and us as the Jim Wits, uh, Justin and I are working on a project uh, based around. I, I mean, not based around us or anything, but um, it, it's a fun funny project so anyway thanks for listening and uh definitely follow the links look out for it really excited october 3rd we launch thanks for listening if you haven't already please like and subscribe to the channel and while you're at it leave a review we can be found on all social media platforms at portable underscore whole we can be found on all podcast platforms at portable whole publishing we can be found on the web at portableholepublishing.com and you can email us at portableholepub at gmail.com. 